This is the Gordon Damer Show. It's not as easy as just saying, let's get rid of everybody, because Aaron Rodgers is going to be here. He's going to be here. He's not going anywhere. You don't have the ability to tell Rodgers, hey, it doesn't make sense for you to come back this year, but then you think that the organization's going to have the sense to say, hey, we got to get a different offensive coordinator. We're not going to give you the offensive coordinator that basically we hired so that we could bring you here. Does that make sense to anybody? And if you were, say you were able, if they say yeah, Rodgers said, you know what? If you guys want to fire Hackett, fine. You think you're not going to give Rodgers the say on the next offensive coordinator? It all kind of stems back to the same thing. This is the Gordon Damer Show. If Aaron says he wants to play, he's going to play. On 98.7 ESPN. They allow Aaron Rodgers to play this year for this team. Given the situation, given his health situation, that would be the single dumbest decision that the New York Jets as an organization have ever made. And think about that list. That list is deep. What is it? River deep, mountain high? That is river deep, mountain high, baby. That is a long list of bad decisions. But that one would rocket to number one in a heartbeat. Number one with a bullet? That would be number one with a bullet. And I saw that uh, Rich Sabini has just put out a story uh, talking about how the Jets will stick with Tim Boyle as the starter for the next game against the Falcons. And he also writes, injured quarterback Aaron Rodgers is back with the Jets on a full-time basis, eager to return to the field, setting up a big decision that will be made in the coming weeks. For now, they've made a smaller decision at quarterback, and that is that Tim Boyle will remain the starter. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. We'll continue to take your Jet phone calls. Uh, but I did want to touch on the Giants just a, a couple of things as they get ready for the Patriots game. Uh, two things. A, you guys had a stat in the stat pack today, Harvey and Joe. How is this for a stat? You ready for this? The Giants, since the start of the 2017 season, they have played 109 football games. 90 of them, they have been underdogs. Is that wild to anybody else? 109 games and 90 of them, they've 19 games they've been favored in. That is wild. Wild. And they go out last week and they, and they beat Washington. And you'd have to say they at least have a shot to beat the Patriots here. And here's the real problem. You know, people, a lot of Giant fans, I don't want to root for my team to tank. I don't want to root for my team to lose. I want win. Those wins are the biggest, most meaningless wins in the world. And they're actually making your job tougher in the long run. But I want what I want. I want to watch my team win. doesn't matter if they're meaningless. I just want, I want to sit down on the couch and watch my team win. Okay. Those are the NFL version of Spanx. They cover up the problem, but the problem's still there. Lying under the surface. And the real problem of winning games like that is not the tanking. Because again, we all realize the players aren't going to tank. The coach is probably not going to tank. The organization as a whole is not going to just intentionally lose game games. The real problem with wins like that is, for the fan base, for the organization, for everybody, it makes it that much easier to explain things away as not being as bad as it actually was. So if the Giants go out there and win, say, six or seven games this year, it will be far easier to say, well, it wasn't really the disaster it was being portrayed at. We got better as the season went along. 
It was more the result of the injuries. We just had some bad breaks. And there were some games we could have won. We could have won the Bills game. We could have won the Jets game. We just caught the Raiders at the bad time. It allows the excuses to become more prominent. Whereas if you just have a disastrous season, if the Giants do win only three or four games the, the entire year, it gets harder to, to, to use those excuses. It's harder to blame it on, oh, we just had some bad luck or we just had a, a bunch of injuries. So what the Giants really cannot afford to me is to be in a spot where they're picking 11 or 12 because they're also, to me, not in a spot where they can move up in the draft and trade away future picks when they need almost an entire offense. They need just about everything. So you can't be dealing away future ones for the quarterback of the future because it's going to be harder to surround that quarterback of the future with more talent in the present. So they're in a bit of a tough situation. And to me, I get it. You don't like to watch your team lose. You don't want to root for your team to lose. It makes, it, it makes the task of improving things in the future that much harder. All right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Peter is on Long Island. Peter, next up on uh, the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, how are you doing today? I'm good, Peter. What's going on? So uh, you're asking for solutions. The first yes. thing I'll say is Please. my own children have accused me of child abuse for making them Jets fans, so yeah, I apologize is, to them. It's bordering on it. I understand. Um, but but – but what I will say is, here's my solution. You can't let Rodgers play this year. Completely crazy. The Jets have to pick up an offensive lineman in the in the uh, first round of the draft and find someone in free agency. The lack of depth of uh, that offense. Uh-oh, we're losing Peter. Oh, we lost Peter. Just just when we thought, that not that typical of the Jets? Just as soon as we think we're getting solutions. The sports gods will not allow it. Wait a second. He, this man is going to give us solutions to fix the Jets' problem. Not if I have anything to do with it. The call drops dead. I mean, is that is that not perfect for the Jets? It's just what happens. It's just what happens. Let's try another Peter. This Peter is in uh, Hazlitt. Peter, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, how you doing? I'm good, Peter. Thanks for, uh, thanks for taking my call. Um... So I am uh, I am not a Jets fan, but I uh, I just wanted to say that you know seeing Sala in that commercial after that hail mary, <laughs> how hilarious and and just poor timing with that. I mean, if that's not just a stamp of of what this season for them has been, I don't know what is. Yeah, and I think the thing with the, the tagline, I was laughing too hard to really get it to, to perfectly, but uh, I think it was something about getting protected or staying protected. And with the Jets' offensive line being as bad as it is, that's like the last – they need more than Colgate or Crest or whoever that commercial was for. Yeah, you know, it is uh, it is funny, though. I mean, what I would say is uh, Salah, I really liked him for the Jets when they initially brought him in, and obviously so much has changed, uh, you know, since – since he first was hired, but you know, it, it's the whole dunking on other teams when they won a couple of games, the, when the season started and, you know, the whole Sean Payton stuff, it just, it really just looks so bad. I mean, it's just, it's such an indictment on the culture there of, of, you know, the job's not finished. I mean, they had a decent start to the year and they rattled off a couple of wins and it was, it was great to see, but you know, the focus of the team of it's, it's, it's almost just like, you know, that was the peak, and then, you know, guys got comfortable. I just, I just don't understand how you allow that as a coach 
and how Salah can can stand up there and and uh, you know just I don't know take shots. You know they they were they they beat some good quarterbacks. He said and they made some guys look silly. I mean the 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 tough thing is they don't have a quarterback on this roster that would start for probably even be a number two on half the teams in this league. It's embarrassing. They should have went out and got Dobbs. You know, there's teams that have backup quarterbacks that are starting right now that are doing better. The Texans have a rookie. The Colts are still playing competitive. I mean, there's no excuse. I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's embarrassing, but – I appreciate you taking my call. Thanks, Peter. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? Like, there's we 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 mention every week. Was it ten quarterbacks, ten backup quarterbacks, or ten rookies playing at quarter? I mean, every team basically has to have a, a quarter. You're one play away, and and there's plenty of teams that have used either backup. The Colts are one. Um, obviously, the the Vikings are another. The Raiders are another. Cleveland's another. And and who knows? Maybe none of those teams will will end up making the playoffs. All of them look more like a functioning unit than the Jets do. The Jets yesterday did not look like a functioning offense and have not looked like a functioning offense. So it's one thing you lose your starting quarterback and you lose games. That happens. But it can't look this bad. It can't look this bad. Let's go out to uh, Danny is on Long Island. Danny, what's going on? Uh, you know, Gordon, it just—it just never really ends. But everyone's said all there is to say. It's like—it's like reviewing the Kennedy assassination film. I've watched it a thousand times now. It's going to—it's going to end the same way. But I, who I feel bad for? When you think of poor Bob Susan, when you're an announcer, you know the poor guy standing under the Hindenburg. Oh, the humanity! That was his moment. Do you believe in miracles? Ground ball to Buckner down the line. You get like one of them, and that's—that's that's your calling card. This poor guy has had to sit through. He, he has to have post-traumatic stress disorder because when you're seeing it on television, they run the radio highlights because the radio guy is giving a more descriptive answer. And when you listen to his voice yesterday, he wasn't the slightest bit surprised that the Jets managed to pull something off that hadn't happened in like 40 years, a Hail Mary return for a touchdown. And as it was going on, we all had that sick Jack Nicholson cuckoo's that's left. Like, this, it couldn't have been any more Jet-like that that happened. And poor Sala has to then be interviewed as it happened. It wasn't like it was a minute <laughs> left in yeah. the half and no. he had time to decompress. Walking they grab right him the coming off the field. I feel bad for the guy. What do you want him to say? What do you want him to say? My God, let it end. Yeah, it, it, it never does. And Danny, thanks for the phone call. And, and look, Bob's call uh, was a sensational call. We, can we do it? Can we play that one again? Can we play the uh, the the? How are we going with the fail Mary or the hell Mary? There, there's been two: hell Mary and fail. I think I like fail Mary better. Do we have Bob's call of the fail Mary? It was a sensational call. Tim I Boyle. Yep. Three receivers out to the right. Solo left. Garrett Wilson. He'll take the shotgun snap at midfield. And I would assume try and heave it as far as he can. He's back to throw. Buying some time. Steps up. Let's it go. It's a jump ball all the way down at the goal line. And that's intercepted for Miami. On the return. And Uh running it to the 40-yard line is Javon Holland. He's at the Uh 50. Cuts Uh it back at the Jet 40. Has a crease all the way down to the 15. He's at the 10. Five into the end zone for a Dolphin touchdown to end the first half. <laughs> I mean, the way he he winds it up there at the end is just insane. You can hear the frustration. Not an unfamiliar position, I'm sure, but I thought perfectly captured. 
Certainly better than the TV call, that's for sure. Let's go out to, uh, let's see here. Jimmy is in uh, Dick's Hills. Jimmy, what's going on? Hey, good morning, Gordon. Uh, big Giant fan here. Uh, I disagree with your premise about the Giants right now, and just here's why. I love the GM. I like the coach. And the draft is a crapshoot. Look at uh, Josh Allen. Look at Lamar Jackson, two of the top quarterbacks in the league. Where'd they go? One, two, three? Absolutely not. They didn't. So it's such a crapshoot that you need as an organization to root for wins. You know, I, and I, I thought you away last week. I was watching the game, and they scored a touchdown, and I, and I screamed. And my wife said, I thought you wanted them to lose. I said, I did initially, but I can't. They're my team. I need for them to win because you want teams to have that winning mentality. And if you go to the draft, the draft is not perfect. So maybe no, we get lucky. Not. We have good luck. And we draft, we get a good quarterback in the mid, the mid range of the first of the first round, but we win games. Okay. Well, look, Jimmy, that's fine. And look, and thanks for the phone call. Let's use the analogy using is you're saying it's a crapshoot. Okay. So it's based on the game craps. Would you like to improve your odds? Would you like to improve your odds of success when you're rolling the dice? I think most people, you're right. The, nothing is foolproof, and nobody really knows anything. You, you, we see quarterbacks taken in the first round and the first pick that are not successful. We have a quarterback right now who is literally the last pick of the last round who is very successful in Brock Purdy. So you're right. It's not, it's not a perfect science. It is a bit of a crapshoot. But what are you getting out of the wins? What are you getting out of them? All you're doing is hurting your chances of getting a higher pick. To me, I would rather have the chances of getting a higher pick where if there's a quarterback that I really want, I don't have to trade anything extra to go get him. And the Giants can't afford to trade anything extra to get him. They need to make they need a complete makeover on offense. It's not just the quarterback, but to me I don't see what you're getting how you could sit. I get it during the game, you don't want your team, you don't want to root for your team to lose. You don't want to cheer on interceptions by your team or when Tommy DeVito is getting sacked nine times, you don't feel good about that in the moment. But I don't understand what you're getting out of that in the long term. Let's go out to uh, Janet is in the Bronx. Janet, what's going on? Yes, sir. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning to everyone else. Uh-huh. What's Talk going on? about the uh, the Jets. I'm not, I'm not really a Jets Jets fan like that, but I do watch the game. I guess because my son watches it. Uh-huh. And um, listen, uh, the Jets coach um, Robert Sala. They need to get somebody who can teach the game, teach these guys these games. Okay. I'm telling you on the field. Clearly, that's not happening. The Jets young quarterback that they have, the Caucasian one that they had sit down the way after Aaron. I don't Jack feel Wilson. his mind is in the game at all. I don't see where his mind is in the game. You're talking about okay. Zach Wilson. Um, yeah, I don't see where his mind is in the game at all. Okay. Um, Aaron cannot come back right now with his Achilles situation. That's a critical situation, as we all know. The guy comes back. Let's say, hypothetically, he gets hurt. He's done, period, as far as I can see. Okay, don't have the coach also come on the microphone at all because he cannot answer questions because he has no answers, and they need to get rid of him and start looking for a new coach. All the right. management, the owners need to be the one who's pushing the coach to win, bring the numbers. Show me the numbers for the money, millions of dollars that y'all are getting. Show me the numbers. Show the fans the numbers. The fans pay how much hundreds of dollars to get on the field, to get on the, in the stadium to watch the game. They're towards the disappointment. They're losing their money. I hear you. Yeah, look, Janet's making a lot of sense. Maybe Janet should be the coach. 
I, I, we've been looking for answers. I think we maybe we found some with Janet. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. It is the Gordon Damer Show. Coming up, more Jets, more Giants, whether you like it or not, next on the Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. I don't want to root for my team to lose. I want win. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. People, it is Black Friday now and all month long at Bay Ridge Mazda. They have over 180 new vehicles in stock ready for delivery and all priced below MSRP. Plus, get 0% APR financing on select new Mazda models. And every new Mazda comes with one year free oil changes and a free tire rotation Visit them during the season of inspiration at 9000 4th Avenue in Brooklyn or online, BayRidgeMazda.com, available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply, may take, oh, excuse me, must take same-day delivery. MSRP discounts not available on future or pre-sold inventory. See dealer for details. Ends 11-30-2023. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. So, Joe, you, again, are our resident Jet fan. You would be the expert on this, not I. Did you look at the uh, fail Mary, which uh, I think I'll go with that one, the fail Mary. Do you look at that as being worse than the butt fumble? It's definitely in the same conversation. And I also do like the fail Mary as well. I think it just rolls off the tongue better. Mm-hmm. I would give the... Butt fumble the edge just yeah, because... Yeah, I think you have to. It involves a butt. Plus, that's not, it, it, when is that ever going to happen again? I, I, let's hope never again. This, the, the fail Mary could potentially happen again. Oh, absolutely. I, as I said earlier, I'm surprised it has not happened before. Now, look, it's not very often that you try a Hail Mary at the end and it just works out that way. So I'm not saying that it should happen regularly, but it is surprising to me as not ha- I've never seen that play before for all the football that I've watched and, the, you know, everybody's watched. You don't see that play. Now, there is two things I would like to happen okay. with the Jets and that okay. maybe this could help fix them. I'm interested. Number one, I don't want Al Michaels calling a Jet game because when he calls Jet games, only bad things seem to happen. I think they have the one more game with the, the Amazon. That's the Browns and um, the Jets. Here we go. What could possibly go wrong what on that Thursday night game? Here we go. Over, I believe the early over-under for the Browns and Jets is nine. I think that that's going to be the over-under for the I game. would say under in that yeah, game. You might have to go under there. Primetime uh, unders have cashed very, uh, very effectively this year. but uh, not, It might get up to 12 by game time, but who knows? And number two, I just want nothing to do with Thanksgiving or Black Friday ever again. Don't schedule – NFL schedule makers, leave the Jets out of it. Because, again, only bad things happen when the Jets play on Thanksgiving and or now the first Black Friday game ever. But I think that they want that Black Friday, that they want to be the staple for that Black Friday game. I, I love the idea. I think they should do it more often. I love it. It's fantastic. It, it made my holiday yesterday. It was better than Thanksgiving. I stuffed my face on Thanksgiving, but Black Friday, when I look back on 2023 and the holiday season, I don't know that anything's going to top what, uh, what, I, what, what I witnessed yesterday. Maybe the Dolphins should just play on either Thanksgiving or Black Friday because only good things seem to happen to that franchise when that's the case. 
if we can just play the Jets regular, I would I would sign up for that. I would, you know, and it's funny because the Dolphins and Jets always kind of play around this time of the year because my birthday is December first. So there's been plenty of years where the Jets have ruined birthdays because they beat the Dolphins and the Dolphins beat themselves. So it's nice to have a little bit of payback. Now, do we have the the play calls? We wanted to try to uh, uh, see and evaluate which play call was better between the butt fumble and the, the Hail Mary, the fail Mary. We it? have both calls here, and let's not just stand in the way of a good time here. Which one do you want to go first with? Uh, I think we go – I think we announce the challenger first. That would be the fail Mary. Let's do the challenger first and see if it can if it can measure up to the butt fumble. Here's Bob with shoes in yesterday. Tim Boyle, three receivers out to the right. Solo left Garrett Wilson. He'll take the shotgun snap at midfield. And I would assume try and heave it as far as he can. He's back to throw. Buying some time. Steps up. Let's it go. It's a jump ball all the way down at the goal line. And that's intercepted for Miami. On the return. And running it to the 40-yard line is Javon Holland. He's at the 50. Cuts it back at the Jet 40. Has a crease all the way down to the 15. He's at the 10. 5. Into the end zone for a Dolphin touchdown to end the first half. All right, very strong close. It took a little while to get going because the play takes a little while to get going. Lots of roaring in that crowd, too. What's that? Lots of roaring in that crowd. Well, it it seemed like, and I don't know, I was not at the game. I didn't know, uh, I didn't touch base with anybody who was specifically at the game yesterday. It seemed like it was an overwhelmingly Dolphin crowd, which would make sense. Opposing fans taking over MetLife. I'm stunned. Yeah. Uh, but it took a little while for that play to get going, but sensational call there by Bob Shoes. Now, who is on the call? Is this the Al Michaels version of the butt fumble? No, this is the Washusen call. Oh, Washusen's version. Okay, let's hear Washusen. I didn't realize. Okay, go ahead. Broken play. Mark Sanchez scrambles up the middle. Lost the football. It's picked up. He ran right to the back of Brandon Moore. Fumbled the ball. It's picked up and running into the end zone with the loose ball for a touchdown is Steve Gregory. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I think that that the uh, are you kidding? It felt like that's what, and I don't know. Maybe he did add that at the end of the other call. I would like to the other call to be played out a little bit more, but we did not save that part of it. But it kind of felt like his tone at the end of the the fail Mary was going to be another one. Are you kidding me? I, I still think that in term, it's going to be a very long time before we ever see a funnier play than a quarterback running directly into somebody's rear end. And then for the ball to pop out, just the running into the rear end is funny. But for it to then result in the ball on the ground and and then I think it's going to be very hard to top that. Joe, do you agree? Yeah, I agree. One, because it's so bizarre. Two, because it's just like this can only happen to the Jets. It can only happen to the Jets. And it's. A situation of unfortunate events. Isn't that a book series? Like a, a series of unfortunate events. I believe it is. That should just be the the subtitle for the well, Jets. There's a lot of book franchise titles. history. No good, no good, horrible, very bad day. That's another one the Jets could. They, there's a lot of book titles that the Jets could go with. Movie titles, The Crying Game. There's a lot. There's there's a lot of different avenues that the Jets could go down. So Rich Chimini's going to have a lot of lot to choose from. A lot when to he choose from writes, when he writes, writes that book? book eventually. Absolutely. And that book is going to be. That's going to be like. Uh, that's going to be a big thousand pages, fifteen hundred. It's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot to go through. Maybe more. Maybe more. It might be a series. It might be like the encyclo- uh, the Encyclopedia Britannica's that we used to have in the house as a kid. Just a series of. It's like Book of the Month Club, but this, it's the same topic every single time. 
1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, we will take a little break from the Jets. We can only do so much here. Even, even the therapist needs a little break every once in a while. What I learned this week on TikTok, it will not involve the Jets in any way, I promise. It's next on the Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. But I want what I want. I want to watch my team win. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. It's impossible. I'm just getting warmed up. Full of hijinks. And look, I'm not your friend, so I'm not your friend. I'm your enemy. And educational. You sound like you're a moron. It's what I learned on TikTok, starring Gordon Damer. Oh, yes, people. Let's all take a breath. Let's all take a breather from the New York Jets. They are exhausting. And let's have a little fun, right? It's time for what I learned this week on TikTok. I, as a 52-year-old man, spend way too much time on that TikTok app, but it's because I learn such interesting but yet completely useless information. I can't use it really anywhere else. It's not conversation starters. So we use it here. How it works, Harvey, Joe, they'll take center stage. I'll give them four pieces of information, three of which are things I've just made up. But one thing will sound ridiculous, but it will have been something that I learned this week on TikTok. So, Harvey, Joe, how are we feeling this morning? Harvey, you've not really gotten much uh, airtime. Joe's kind of hogged the microphone today. Well, look, I mean, he's got the Jets, the Baco. Mm-hmm. He's got Michigan playing in about half an hour or so. Oh, my. The big game. They get hammered by uh, Ohio State. Oh. That'll be fantastic. He'll have a great weekend. Right, who's going first? Who's batting lead off uh, today, boys? I'm going first here. All right, Harvey. Here we go. Some more airtime for me. Yes, that's what we all need. Uh, number one, Teddy Roosevelt had six children. All six died during his term as president. Number two, FedEx is so strict about their safety of the drivers that pedestrians that are struck by one of their vehicles are offered a settlement of almost $3 million to avoid lawsuits. Number three, Anthony Hopkins, Sir Anthony Hopkins to you and I, never blinked on camera as Hannibal Lecter in Silence of the Lambs. Or number four, King Tut owned a dagger from outer space. So to recap, Teddy, wide-ranging here. Teddy Roosevelt, six kids, all six died during his term as president. FedEx is so strict about their safety of the drivers that pedestrians struck by one of their vehicles are offered settlements of almost $3 million to avoid lawsuits. Number three, Anthony Hopkins never blinked on camera as Hannibal Lecter in Silence of the Lambs. Or number four, King Tut owned a dagger from outer space. This is wide ranging here. Wide range. I like to give it, I like to give you a, 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 a huge scope of things to choose from. Yeah, this is quite the score. Cornucopia, if you will. Sure. I'm going to go with Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal, Hannibal Lecter. Anthony Hopkins never blinked on cannib- uh, on camera as the cannibal Hannibal Lecter. Locked in it? Locked in? That's wrong. That's a very that popular is myth. incorrect. Yeah, that's a very popular myth. A lot of people believe that. But if you watch the movie, you see him. He's blinking. So now you're down to three. Teddy Roosevelt, FedEx, or King Tut? Sounds like three people you could have to your dinner if you alive or dead. I'd like uh, FedEx, uh, Teddy Roosevelt, and uh, King Tut. I'm going to go with FedEx here. FedEx. FedEx yeah. is so strict about the safety of their drivers 
The pedestrians struck by one of their vehicles are offered a settlement of almost $3 million. No, that is false. And I want to make clear. It's wrong. Yeah, that's wrong. It's not true because I'm worried that people are going to start diving in front of those trucks if they think they can get $3 million bucks. I know I would. <laughs> you would. Well, the FedEx truck is coming quick. You're going to stop deliveries for a day just to get some money. Yeah, they're going to have to stop because they're handing out so much cash. Uh, all right, so now you're down to two. Teddy Roosevelt and his six kids or King Tut owned a dagger from outer space. It's got to be Teddy. Teddy. Go on, Teddy. Lock it in. No, that's also wrong. No, King Tut owned a dagger from outer space. They did tests on it, and it came from, uh, I'm not exactly sure where from outer space, but it was made from material that was not uh, from Earth. King Tut, he's full of secrets. All right, Harvey. Uh, typical job by you there, 0 for 3. Uh, Joe, it's looking up. You can't do any worse than Harvey. Isn't it, isn't it nice to have a friend like Harvey who takes the pressure off you by getting all the answers wrong? Like the standard is the standard, is what I've been told. Yep. The ceiling is the roof. Uh, all right, Joe, you ready to go here, buddy? I'm ready, but you missed a Uranus joke there with uh, the King Uh-oh. Tut. No, don't worry. It's still coming. Can't have a version of uh, what I learned on TikTok without a mention of Uranus. Number one, Joe. Since No, that's poop rankings. Those are coming up at noon. 2018. Since 2018, Graceland is the most visited private residence in the country. More people visit Graceland than the White House since 2018. Number two. In the famous scene in Dancing in the Rain, the rain is not water. It's actually milk because water would not read heavy enough on camera. Number three, Scooby-Doo's mom was referred to in one episode, and it was clear from the reference that Scooby-Doo's mom had been euthanized. Or number four, Uranus smells like rotten eggs. Uh. So, So again, to recap... Since 2018, more people have visited Graceland than the White House. Number two, (laughs) in the famous Dancing in the Rain, the rain is actually milk because water would not read heavy enough on camera. Number three, Scooby-Doo's mom had to get put down or Uranus smells like rotten eggs. I was waiting for the Uranus joke there. That's fantastic. (laughs) I'm incredibly immature. I am. Um... I'm going to go with Scooby-Doo's mom because I, I feel like that's a theme uh-huh. with what I learned on TikTok uh-huh. and animals with me. So right. although it's utterly horrific, I'm going to lock in Scooby-Doo's mom. All right. So Scooby-Doo's mom was referred to in one episode and it was clear that she had been euthanized. No, that's not, that is not true. You big dumb idiot. What are you doing? <laughs> that one is one I just made up. And I made it up during the Jet game. Blame what you want. You know, it's funny. I also was like tw- uh, uh, tweeting out and I was searching things on Twitter. And one of the suggested ads was for a marijuana distribution center. That tells you all you need to know. Uh, but no, uh, we're getting far afield. Here. No, Scooby-Doo's mom. I don't. So far as I know, she's never been referenced in any episode. That would be a real downer of an episode of Scooby-Doo. All right, so, Joe, you still got three left. Uh, Since 2018, more people have visited Graceland than the White House. The uh, Dancing in the Rain was actually milk, not water, or Uranus smells like rotten eggs. Since I like the movie, I'm going to go with uh, Dancing in the Rain using milk instead of water. Okay, lock it in. Lock it in. 
No, that's also not true. That's also a popular myth that people believe. God, you're wrong. No, it's not actually true. And, and a lot of times, if you see movies where it's raining very, very hard, the amount of water that they need to make it look like it's raining hard is it's outrageous how, how heavy it is. But the milk in Dancing in the Rain, that is not true. No. So now you're down to uh, the White House or Uranus. Uh, is it Graceland or the White House? Oh, uh, well, the, yeah, Graceland or the, and the White House. They're all on the same one. More yeah, people I'll, visit Graceland than the White House or Uranus smells like rotten eggs. Uh, I will lock in Graceland. Okay, locked in. No, that is also not true. Uh, the White House is still number one. Graceland's number two, but no, that means that uh, Uranus, according to scientists, who am I to argue, smells like rotten eggs. All right, so now we're down to uh, the final one again for people that are unaware of this segment and have never heard it before. This time I shake it up and I give the guys three true things and one false thing. So there's one lie in these next four, and they can team up to see if they can figure it out. All right, you ready to go? Let's do it. All right, number one, paper airplanes existed before actual airplanes. Number two... In 1934, a captured shark vomited up a smaller shark, which vomited up a human arm, which was later used to solve a murder. Number three, Clint Eastwood is allergic to horses. Or number four, dogs can see your farts. It's a very gassy uh, version of what I learned on TikTok. This right? came up during uh, the Jets game as well? or <laughs> It did not. Uh, and then we got poop rankings at noon, so we got a lot of... We're tying things together here. Tying thi- it's all synergy is what they call it in the radio biz. A lot of flatulence. A lot of flatulence. So to recap, paper airplanes before actual airplanes, the shark that vomited up a human arm later used to solve a murder, Clint Eastwood allergic to horses, or dogs can see your farts. And this is, we're looking for the lie. I'm going to lock in Clint Eastwood being allergic to horses. Okay. Uh, I'm going to lock in dogs and farts. <laughs> of course. Of course. Well, I'll tell you, one of you is actually right. And shockingly, it's Harvey. Yes. yes. No, dogs cannot see your farts. That is an absolute lie. Clint Eastwood is allergic to horses. There was a shark that vomited up another shark that vomited up an arm, and it was solved to use a murder, and paper airplanes did exist before actual airplanes, and and paper airplanes were actually part of the inspiration for the Wright brothers. But there you go. That, my friends, is what I learned this week on TikTok, and now because of this segment, whether you want it to or not, you have learned it too. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number coming up. We'll get more of your phone calls involved, Jets, and we got to touch on the Knicks. The Knicks had a win of all wins on the season last night, and we'll touch on that next. It's the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Richardson with the rebound under 10. Dribbles up the middle. Richardson at the right elbow. Back to Butler. Butler defended by Barrett. Three-pointer for Butler. Does it go? Randall rebound. Knicks win. Down 21 points in the second half. The Knicks roll all the way back and beat the Miami Heat for their fourth straight win at home, and now 2-1 and one in the in-season tournament. Don LaGreca, the call right here on ESPN New York last night. It was on 10:50 that game, but still a sensational call by Don. Sensational win for the Knicks as they rally from down 21 in the second half. I think they were down 19 at the start of the fourth quarter. 
and uh, the Knicks get the win. I, I don't really care that it was a tournament game. Uh, I, I don't really, I'm not focused on that. It's just that they came back, get the win on their home court against the Miami Heat. Sensational win, sensational performance by so many guys. And, and think about the amount of time we spend in the offseason talking about this team or that team or any team and moves they're going to make. We're already moving on to the offseason when it comes to the Jets and the Giants and the draft and draft picks and the Yankees and the Mets and who they're going to sign. It's been a very long time since any team has signed a player who's had a bigger impact than what uh, Jalen Brunson has had. It, it was a story last year. I mean, how is he the best who is the next best free agent that has any team assigned here since him? Uh, he has been sensational. He was sensational again last night. He is the engine that makes the Knicks go. And uh, it was not just him. It was, uh, it was Emmanuel quickly with 20 off the bench again. How much money has he made for himself by um, going into the season and performing the way he has? And then you have to say R.J. Barrett. Not just the offense, he finished with 18 points last night, but locking down Jimmy Butler. Butler was 0 for 6 when RJ was the primary defender. All Heat players when RJ was the primary defender, I think were 2 of 11 or 2 of 12. I can't read my own writing. But he was sensational last night, so a fantastic win. Knicks now 9 and 6 on the season. And uh, look, it's pretty clear what the goals for this Knicks team are. That is to be a playoff team again. I don't think even as great as the win was and, and as high as I am on the Knicks' chances this year, I don't think they're one of those top three teams, but they got to be one of those four, five, or six. They got to be a playoff team this year. They got to win a playoff series again this year, and, and then you see where it goes. The, the thing over, uh, the, 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 the issue that's overhead constantly with the Knicks is when are they going to get the superstar? When are they going to get the superstar? It allows them to make the right choice on that superstar when they're performing like they are here last year and this year. They're not, they're not forced to make a panic move like so many past regimes have been. So they do have picks this year. Um, I would think that they're going to have to use those. Certainly they have the expiring contract uh, of Evan Fournier, which is an asset that they're going to have to use at some point as well. But uh, that's, that, we've got a lot of time before the trade deadline comes and goes. And, and where are the Knicks at that point? To see them get outscored like they did in that third quarter and respond with the fourth quarter that they did, the, the building was rocking last night. Uh, it's good to see the Knicks, and we need the Knicks, right? With the football season going sideways like it has, we need the Knicks. And uh, at least for one night, they delivered, and they have delivered so far this year. You know, when they were sitting at 2-4, and four, it, it felt like, uh-oh, this, this thing could go sideways. Uh, but they've responded. And uh, certainly good win last night for them and uh, important to, uh, to get some of these wins and remain above 500. The Knicks generally under Thibodeau, they, they might start out a little shaky, you know, at the beginning of the season. But as the season goes along, they get stronger. And if they can have a strong start to the season, that should bode pretty well for them uh, moving forward. All right, let's squeeze in a couple more calls here. 1-800-919-ESPN. Richard is in Manhattan. Richard, what's going on, my friend? The last great uh, New York free agent signing has to be Reggie Jackson before Brunson. That's how good Brunson is, in my opinion. You know, uh, nobody has brought this up. By definition, Hail Mary means the ball goes in the end zone. That ball didn't go in the end zone. It landed at the two-yard line. And I'm going to be critical of Bob Wachusen, who I love. He said jump ball. 
That guy didn't jump for the ball. It was right to him. No, I think there he did no... jump for the ball. He jumped only because he thought he, he had He might not have needed to jump for the ball, but he did jump for it. Maybe. Maybe he lifted his feet off the ground at six inches. There well, was no jumping. jet near him. So, yeah, well, I mean, he wanted to make sure that there was, he doesn't know what's behind him, right? Maybe correct. somebody comes in and, and no pulls a moss him, on him. And that ball didn't go in the end zone. So, to me, that's not a Hail Mary. Anyway, we got a lot going on. Hail Mary is throwing up a prayer. That's what that was. They, they threw up a prayer. Yeah, he threw up a prayer, but uh, a jump ball, you can call it. He could throw up anything, but that was not a Hail Mary. Hail Mary, by definition, has to go into the end zone. because no, it doesn't. If the ball lands in the offensive guy's hands, he's got to have a touchdown. He can't catch it at the one yard Well, line. a Hail what? Mary is throwing up a prayer. That's what you're saying no, by throwing up a Hail Mary. It has to go into the end zone. Nope, no, it you're doesn't. Wrong. By definition, it, 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 it's, I mean, he threw it up as far as he could. That, that's, that was a Hail Mary that he threw. That, 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 by definition, Richard, that was... Spike is in St. Pete. Spike, what's going on? Well, a good uh, morning, I guess. Still, one thing I noticed last night uh, after I spoke to you, the way you were on last night, was Thibodeau. He took a chance twice in the game last night. If you noticed, and I'm sure you did, uh, Randall was not on the floor most of the fourth quarter. Good old number thirty, and uh, man, I've wanted that for a long time. You know that the, uh, with the six turnovers in the first half. But he put him back in, and that's risk reward because he used him as a decoy. I'm sure you saw that too. Because I didn't you know, I, I'll be honest with you, Spike. I really didn't because we were on the air. I, I kind of watched it a little bit in the replay okay. of the game afterwards, but um, I, I, it was kind of tough to keep track of everything. All right. Well, what he did in essence was took him off the court. The run was made by by Brunson and Barrett and quickly, and he put him back in. I guess he wanted some rebounding. And he used them as a decoy because Bam Adebayo is a good trivia one for you. He's played an entire career without taking a three-point shot. I'm pretty sure the boys can look that up. And and he's not coming out to guard Randall. But, uh, you know, you eliminate the chance of Randall getting the ball in a tight game and losing it, which he's, you know, he does that all the time. So he took a chance and he won the gamble, putting him back in. I don't know why he put him back in, but I'll take the win. Donnie was great. I was I synced up the radio to the uh, MSG. It was uh, to the uh, to, you know TV picture. He was great, and uh, it was a very very great win. They great played win. Miami in the last twenty games. I think the differential's four points. Yeah. that's what you well, got. They're, they're look, be good. They they won the they won the first half. And Spike, I got to run. They won the first half by a point. They won the second half by a point. So they get the win by two, and that's what you're looking for. And it didn't feel like that was possible after the third quarter. That's for sure. 